We pause now for a station identification. It's a small brick building with an aerial on the top. Hawkesbury Radio. Hope you are doing well on this Saturday morning. Nicholas Kutniak with you, of course, filling in for Donna, who I'm also filling for Matt, who's been on for the last couple of weeks as well. Donna, back in a couple of weeks from now. But uh, more importantly, it's always great to have a chat to the Chief Inspector of the Hawkesbury Police Area Command in Gary Sims. Morning, Gary. Good morning, Nick, and thank you for the opportunity of speaking to the people of the Hawkesbury. Exactly right. A few things to cover off. First of all, it's the end of Missing Persons Week, which is a very important campaign. Basically, it's one where it's always hard for families to deal with and try to find, and I guess some people might say it's closure because you don't know what's going to happen in the future, but it's it's very important that something like this is put on the public stage every year. It is, Nick. Uh, you know, when we look at Australia every year, we have about 38,000 people go missing and uh, about 11 of those uh, from here in New South Wales. Now, the reality is in New South Wales that more than 99% of those people reported missing are found within 90 days. So that uh, that 90 day period, that's a, that's a lot of grieving and worry for, for people to go through. Uh, families, friends and the wider community have uh, concerns when someone goes missing. That's why we have a, a week in, in August to really highlight the fact that we work very, very hard in this area. It makes it hard for a lot of people because I guess, and I'm not quite sure you obviously would know, but the time would normally what about two days before it starts to be a missing persons report as such? No, look, um, New South Wales Police will take a report of a missing person the moment a, a friend or a relative deems it necessary to make that report. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd, we'd much rather be moving quickly on something than waiting a period of time and letting some of the, the traditional leads and uh, investigative techniques uh, to go slow. So if someone has concerns that someone um, has gone missing, by all means, come uh, come to the police straight away. That's very important, and, and I really applaud that because from what we've heard years gone by, they've always it's always been, oh, we have to wait. It's not necessarily a report till a couple of days later, but I like that approach of let's find the person straight away because you don't know what's going to happen next. That's right. We have a very proactive approach in uh, New South Wales. In July last year, uh, Commissioner Fuller announced the establishment of a missing persons registry. Uh, this new unit falls under the State Crime Command and is comprised of seven detectives and four analysts. And they're driven, determined and dedicated to finding answers for families and friends of missing persons. So for uh, those people to uh, do their craft, we really do need people to report uh, early. You probably would have seen it over the years, the, the change, I guess, with technology being better every year, the change between what it would have been in the past to now finding somebody. How important is having those social media access to actually find somebody now? Oh, there's lots of different uh, investigative avenues that uh, are used, that the world is very connected nowadays. Uh, some may say that we've never been more connected and others could argue that we've never been uh, worse connected. <laughs> But we do have um, modern technology that is employed. And it's important to remember that there are many uh, different reasons why people go missing and that it's not a crime uh, to go missing. We have about 76 people in New South Wales that go on to meet what we call the definition of a long-term missing person. That is, they're missing for 90 days or more. Now, not all of these are mysteries. Uh, They're not all presumed dead. Some people go missing to escape the lives they've, they've led. Some are running from other people. And we know that even some are even running from us. So there's lots of different reasons why people do go missing. And uh, the main thing is is to be able to give some information and um, some answers to people who 
have uh, have a, a loved one who has gone gone missing. And I think the other thing as well, and and depends on each person because everybody's upbringing is different. But to to understand that, and in some respects, some people think that when the police are doing a search that they might be against them as such. It's nothing to do like that. It, it, you're basically there to help out, and it doesn't matter what the situation is, the idea is to find the person and make sure that they're all right. That's right. You know, if, if we locate someone and they're, and they're missing because they've had a life uh, change or a decision, it's it's no offence, and uh, we work uh, with them. If they want information passed on that they're safe, we can do that. But uh, the, the, the whole core sort of mission of what we do is to keep people safe. And as I uh, would like to stress again, it's actually no offence to uh, to go missing and we do want to help people in those situations. Exactly right. And as I said, it's great that we highlight something like this because it, it's always stressful and, and we see it all the time and, and it's easy to, to go down the, the usual avenue. It's always the parents with a missing kid the teenage usually when it happens and you always get scared about that aspect, but it could be anybody and you always worry because it could be an older person that has dementia and you don't know where they've just wandered off. That's right. And uh, our big mission is to remind the community and uh, our families and our friends in the community that we never give up on finding a missing person. A, uh, a lady earlier this year who was reported missing some years ago through the, mm. the techniques and uh, methods we have now was located safe and well, and we were able to um, to assist uh, both parties with um, closing off that chapter of their life. Yeah, well, as I said, I, I do salute you guys for what you do in that aspect because you never want to hear stories like that, and you hear in the past, and that, that, that make you sad just thinking about it. Uh, to a brighter note, uh, we recently had the Play-Doh drive and, and uh, for more reports, it was successful. It's been our best year ever, Nick. We've, uh, through the generosity of the Hawkesbury community, had a, uh, a huge amount of Play-Doh that's been donated. Mm-hmm. We're uh, still having it come through in dribs and drabs and taking it down to the hospital uh, late this month. So there's still time to uh, drop some in at the police station. And uh, for the people that haven't heard this drive, uh, we do it each year in support of the brave young patients at Westmead. The uh, physiotherapy team down there use it in their uh, treatment following surgery and or illness to regain muscle strength and coordination and general wellness. And because of the the strict protocols they have at the hospital, Mm. the the Play-Doh was single use. So they use it once and they throw it away to limit the risk of any cross-infection. So they go through an an enormous amount of Play-Doh. And uh, for the last year or two, thanks to the uh, Hawkesbury, all the wonderful people out there that have supported us, the hospital hasn't had to purchase any Play-Doh uh, at all. And those funds have been able to divert other parts of the hospital. Now, uh, I was talking to our contact down there and they said, not only is are they really just so impressed with the product, but when they see the number of people who have donated, mm. it's that, um, that, that sign of support that uh, is just irreplaceable. They, they really appreciate the fact and they, they know that the Hawkesbury is, is caring for them. We are speaking to the Chief Inspector Gary Sims and Gary, one of the, the great things that you did mention before is that this is the best one ever. Considering where we are in 2020 and COVID-19 everybody is basically in some respects on their knees because of this pandemic, it's just so good that the people in the Hawkesbury have been able to get along and, and do something like this and, and give the Play-Doh because it's not just about, you know, giving Play-Doh. It's about 
helping people out. That's right. And uh, But for the grace of God, any of us could have uh, young ones in, in the hospital. It's, uh, it's all part of the community and we're, we're looking after each other. And it's um, uh, one of the ways here in the Hawkesbury that we work with the community to, uh, to achieve fantastic results. It's, as I said, it's marvellous what has been done. The other thing is, too, when we speak about the, the pandemic, I think a couple of people just want a few clarification in regards to the COVID-19 restrictions and protocols because uh, I feel that some people are still a bit umming and ahhing what's okay and what's not okay. It is. I mean, by the very nature of the situation, it has to be fluid. It has to change to adapt, and uh, those changes can occur very quickly. So it is understandable that people can get confused. So the, the main thing is, of course, uh, social distancing, which we are seeing people on the Hawkesbury doing a fabulous job. And, and for the venues I've been to as well, because I know that a lot of clubs have been criticised lately about not adhering to the protocols, but I'm seeing a lot of them at the moment making sure they're doing the right thing. And now we're even seeing that the face mask being used for all people that are doing the serving, not just making the food, but also the bars and all that. It, it's amazing to think that in the Hawkesbury we've done a fabulous job, but in other areas they've been struggling in that regard. Well, that's right. <laughs> Excuse me. And it only takes uh, a visitor to the Hawkesbury when mm. you see some of these contact reports of people that go to four or five different areas in a day, which is why we ask uh, for that social distancing. It's why we ask for, for good hygiene practices and that uh, social tracking um, techniques that are employed by so many businesses in the Hawkesbury. Yeah, and they're doing a fa fabulous job. Every, as I said, every establishment you go to, they want to take your details, and, and everybody's happy to do it this time. And, and that's what I like because you hear stories about other people just walking out of venues or just, you know, barring that thing of I'm not going to put my uh, details down or or put fake names in that. And, and that's why I really appreciate what the Hawkesbury's done in this aspect because it's a very sick disease that we want to make sure we eradicate and it's going to be hard to eradicate but what the protocols have been done in the area it's been fabulous that's right we're all in this together and it takes um, an effort from everyone uh, everyone has to uh, do their bit yes we uh, do give up uh, some privileges and some uh, little bits of freedom here and there with things we have to do but in the long run it uh, is going to keep everyone safe and the other thing is too there was a lot of people that were sort of thinking okay so with these protocols in place that there won't be any <laughs> and and i'll laugh at these people going oh they're not going to uh, book people for speeding they're not going to uh, do drink driving testing that's obviously not the case very much so. We, we have uh, in the Hawkesbury our our normal policing responses on the road 24-7 mm -hmm. uh, our um, general duties police our highway police our investigators are still doing their work and we are supporting the uh, overall community of New South Wales. We send police down to the Victorian border on the operation down there. We have police engaged at hotel duties in the city and from time to time also at the airport. So our, uh, our rostering and uh, our demands are quite, um, quite intense. But uh, every day we still turn up and we still get uh, our trucks and our cars onto the roads and uh, we do the things that we uh, need to do to keep people safe. It's amazing to think that you're doing that stuff and that's sort of things that people don't hear that you're actually putting your troops out to other sides and, and effectively not not necessarily uh, hurting the, the local area but you're making sure that you're looking at the greater New South Wales and not just one portion of uh, the state. That's right. But, um, you know, as I said, we're all in this together and uh, our guys and girls are very happy to uh, 
go off and uh, assist people where they can because they know that if uh, help was required here in the Hawkesbury, we'd have colleagues come here and help us. Anything that uh, we need to know heading into September and uh, springtime as well? No, that uh, change of seasons. We just ask people to uh, be careful on the roads. Um, you know, there's a bit of rain around, a little bit more forecast for tomorrow. The roads can get slippery. We do have some uh, some severe weather came through. So we just want people to uh, take it steady, make certain they arrive at their destination and uh, always follow that plan B. And I know it's easy to say that be careful on all roads, but particularly, and and we all know Belzina Road is one of those roads where you have to be mindful, same as the Putty Road. Those single lanes, and I see it numerous times when people think that they're just going to go on the opposite side of the road because they're not happy with the car ahead of them. There's no point doing that, is there? No, that's right. It, uh, it's not going to save time. You've, you've got to get to your destination. Um, one of my favourite sayings is uh, drive so that uh, others can survive mm. and uh, you've got to look after each other on the roads. Chief, it's been a great to have you on the program. Of course, in a couple of weeks, uh, Donna will be back, so you'll have uh, more lighthearted questions, not the the hard-hitting ones that I've tried to uh, be. I'm not I'm not trying to be a Ray Hadley, but some people try to say I am. But it's great to have you on the show. It's always a pleasure to talk to the Hawkesbury. Thanks, Nick.